Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning. The first reading is a reading from Exodus in the 24th chapter. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountains, stay there, and I will give you the tablets of stone on which I have inscribed the instructions and commands so that you can teach the people. So Moses and his assistant Joshua set out, and Moses climbed up the mountain of God. Moses told the elders, Stay here and wait for us until we come back. Aaron and Hur will be here with you. If anyone has a dispute while I'm gone, consult with them. Then Moses climbed up the mountain, and the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord settled down on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from inside the cloud. To the Israelites at the foot of the mountain, the glory of the Lord appeared at the summit like a consuming fire. Then Moses disappeared into the cloud as he climbed higher up the mountain. He remained on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Here ends the reading. The second reading comes from 2 Peter, the first chapter, beginning at the 16th verse. For we were not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes when he received honor and glory from God the Father. The voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote, for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and Christ the morning star shines in your hearts. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Gospel this morning comes from Matthew. Six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Lord, it is wonderful for us to be here. If you want, I'll make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he spoke, the bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. The disciples were terrified and fell face down on the ground. Then Jesus came over and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. And they looked up. Moses and Elijah were gone and they saw only Jesus. And they went back down the mountain. Jesus commanded them, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Here ends the reading. 
You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. So I am looking forward to a spiritual retreat that I'm going to be attending up near Chicago in a couple of weeks. It's a three-day event, and it's with a, a retreat leader that I have been on several retreats with in the past, so I kind of know what to expect. I know there will be some lecture and teaching, and there will be time for prayer and worship, small group conversation, and a time, lots of time, set aside to just be in silence and reflection. It'll be a time to just breathe, to just be, and most importantly, to just be with God. Taking intentional time away is good for my soul, and it is one way that helps me to focus on faithfulness. Well, Jesus models for us the importance of having intentional time away as the, gospels, as the gospel writers tell us. He often went off by himself or with just the disciples to be away from the crowds, away from the busyness of life, to just be with God. In our gospel lesson today, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John with him away for intentional time up on a high mountain. And what a time it was, right? Jesus' face shining like the sun, his clothes dazzling white, the heroes of their faith, Moses and Elijah, showing up. I mean, it was truly a mountaintop experience for all of them. So no wonder Peter wants to stay as long as possible as he says, Lord, it is good for us to be here let me make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, as Peter hoped to make that moment last. I can imagine myself wishing the same thing when I'm on my retreat. Lord, it is good for me to be here. Let me go down to the front desk and extend my reservation to make it last as long as possible. I mean, why can't life be like this forever? Maybe you've had a similar experience when you've had a powerful connection with God and you've just wanted that moment to last. But alas, time away wouldn't be time away if it lasted forever. And so at the end of our gospel, Jesus and Peter and James and John make their way back down the mountain back to the crowds who were waiting to be healed and cared for, back to the busyness of life. But that time on the mountain, that time of watching Jesus be transfigured, that time of hearing so powerfully from God must have had a lasting impact on them. Remember the words, this is my son, the beloved, with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. I mean, as they made their way down the mountain, back to the busyness of life, those are the words that were ringing in their ears. And those words must have impacted then how, how they attended to the busyness of life. See, having intentional time away is important because it 
allows space. It opens us to hear a word from God, and then it shapes how we live into our busyness. In fact, intentional time away is so important that God set up a rhythm to our lives so that we would regularly have it. In the story of creation, God sets aside the seventh day as a day of Sabbath, a day of rest, and honoring and remembering the Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments. You see, it's God's plan for us that we would have this regular rhythm of time away to just be with God. And part of our faithful observance of the Sabbath is here. We gather for worship. Worship is our weekly intentional time away from the busyness of life. Time for prayer and praise, a time for silence and quiet, a time for listening for God's word. It gives us time to breathe and to just be with God together. Now, we can't promise that it'll be a mountaintop experience every time we gather, but we come at God's invitation to have this time apart. It is good for us to be here. I mean, can you imagine if Peter, James, and John would have said no to Jesus' invitation to join him on the mountain? I mean, think about what they would have missed. I mean, what if they had said, oh, you go ahead, Jesus. We're just going to stay here. We've got laundry to do and errands to run, and frankly, we really just want to sleep in. I mean, how tragic to pass up an invitation to hear from the living God to do laundry. Well, every week God invites us to take this intentional time away to be here, and our faithful response is to just show up and trust that God is speaking in the word, in the meal, in the water, in the songs, in the community, in all of it. God is speaking in powerful ways. And this word that we hear, we take with us. And it shapes how we attend to the rest of our lives. Now, one of the blessings of being a part of a liturgical church is that we have this calendar that has different seasons. And these seasons, some of them invite us to be even more intentional about our intentional time away. And Lent is the king of those seasons. I mean, many of you have already decided you're going to be more intentional about your intentional time away and that you're setting aside about 90 minutes a week to be in one of our small groups, right? Time to be together with other disciples to hear how God may be speaking in the community. As I've said, our theme is nine a day becoming more like Jesus. It's based on the nine fruit of the Spirit. Do you know the fruit? Do you? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, generosity, faithfulness, and self-control. I mean, who doesn't want more of those things in their life, right? And that fruit is what God desires for us, and intentional time away is what helps God cultivate 
that fruit in us. Of course, we've already talked a lot this season about our third discipline for taking intentional time away, and that is our daily vine time. Okay, we're two months in. If you've been slipping on your daily prayer, if it's more like every other day or maybe now down just a couple days a week, let's consider Lent a fresh start and recommit to that daily discipline of time with God. This will be a great resource for you. So we focus on faithfulness this year, intentional time away and being faithful to that is how we cultivate a faithful life. It's what Peter, James, and John, and Jesus did in our gospel today. And God, let's face it, God spoke to them in a powerful way. And so we imitate them as we gather for worship or in small groups or as we sit in our vine time each day. We may not see Jesus shining like the sun or his clothes dazzling white, but we may just hear that voice from heaven reminding us that we are beloved, that you are beloved, and that you are well-pleasing to God. I mean, where else are you going to hear that? Is your boss going to meet you tomorrow morning and say, oh, by the way, you're beloved? We're not even that great at remembering in our families to remind each other that we are beloved And yet that is the message that God has for us every time we take this intentional time away. You are beloved. You are mine. You belong to me. And it's with that word ringing in our ears that we head back down the mountain and back out into the busyness of life. And that word has a lasting impact on us. And this time to just be with God, it shapes who we are out there in our day-to-day lives. We hear, we come here, and we hear that we are loved by God, and that word starts working on our hearts. That word works on our hearts. You are loved until we are transformed to be that love for the world. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.